0: Breaking news from the athletic hey everybody senior writer Scott Burnside from the athletic and welcome to the athletics breaking news podcast I'm gonna do my best Gary Bettman imitation now we have a trade to announce <laughs> and helping me unpack all of this this is the first big blockbuster of the uh, of the, the return to play Josh showey of our Pittsburgh coverage and just to run it down the Toronto Maple Leafs Have acquired the Pittsburgh Penguins' first round selection in the 2020 draft, 15th overall, forward Evan Rodriguez, forward Philip Hallander, and defenseman David Warsowski in exchange for forward Kasperi Kapanen, forward Pontus Aberg, and defenseman Jesper. Lindgren. Josh, you have been reporting, I was a little bit disappointed when I saw the news come up this morning that the (sighs) Penguins and the Leafs were going to have a deal you've been touting a trade from the Penguins, but we thought that maybe one of the first people to go would be one of their two goaltenders and yet this is something completely different What, what was your reaction when you found out that Kasperi Kapanen, an original draft pick of the Pittsburgh Penguins back in 2014, had returned to the fold
1: Well, first of all, patience, Scotty. That goalie trade's coming uh, at some point in the (laughs) next month or two. I don't doubt that for a second. Um, My my first thought was uh, it was a lot for Jim Rutherford to give up. but, But here's the thing with the Penguins. They have this championship window, this mythical window we always talk about. They know they only have a couple of years left. And they want a younger, faster player to help them win right now. And if that means they're sacrificing four years from now, they will do so, and I think that's exactly what they've done. They've given up a prospect in Hallander that they really like, fifteenth overall pick in the draft, and a really good draft. But still, those are pieces that probably weren't going to help them for maybe two or three years, right? Casper happening can help them right now, so that's that's exactly why they made the trade, even if it did seem like a bit much to give up for him.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting. I I saw you sort of pencil in the you know rough because we're 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 just actually like two weeks removed from the Penguins crumbling in four games in the play-in mm. round to the Montreal Canadiens. But I thought it was interesting how you sort of penciled in what the top six might look like for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, of course, that's that's what this is all about. It's it's about Sidney Crosby. It's about Ev- Evgeny Malkin. Chris Letang, I, th- I think, to a lesser degree on the back end. But mm-hmm. who, who does Jim Rutherford surround those two future Hall of Famers with? It's, it's, it, if you don't mind, can you – repeat how you penciled in what that top six might look like in the day you know following this trade.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. And it's funny, the older Crosby and Malkin get, and Crosby's thirty three now, Malkin's thirty four, the older they get, the more they like being surrounded by really fast players. It kind of makes <laughs> sense because you know the legs start to go in your thirties a little bit, right? But they it still happen like to be off. To... It happened to me, my friend, so <laughs> there you go. Me as well, long ago. So, yeah, and, um, that's what they want. And now you look at the lineup, and on the left side, you got Jake Gensel, an above-average skater. He'll be with Crosby, and they're probably going to put Kapanen on his right wing. And one thing about Kapanen, he can absolutely fly. Um, and then you look on the second line, of Getty Malkin is going to be surrounded by Jason Zucker and Brian Russ, two of the fastest wingers in hockey. So I think it's one of the best top sixes in hockey on paper, and it's absolutely one of the fastest. There are a lot of other issues in the Penguins' lineup, but if you're starting there with that foundation Uh, There was a little bit of a hole on Crosby's right wing. I don't think Connor Sherry's coming back. So on paper anyway, they're pretty well set there. Now they've got to look everywhere else and figure out what to do with this team.
0: Yeah, Kasperi Kapanen is, is such an interesting figure. Of course, his father played for Jim Rutherford in mm. Carolina. I mean, there's there's a history. I remember the draft in, I believe it was in Philadelphia.
1: Yes.
0: Um, and uh, when uh, Kapanen was drafted, you know, when it, it's it's sometimes hard to tell with players. And I wonder if Kapanen might, uh, you know, uh, fall into that JT Miller kind of um, model where on a deep offensive team, as the Leafs were, I think it's been at times difficult to tell exactly what you have with Kasperi Kapanen. Certainly, has I think he's, a, he's still at a young age, a, a well-rounded two-way player. But do you think that the opportunity to play in a top six in an environment like Pittsburgh is going to tap into some maybe um, offensive skill sets that maybe we didn't see every day in Toronto?
1: I could see it happening. I still remember quite vividly uh, his first uh, rookie training camp a couple of weeks after he was drafted. He watched him play, and he said, yeah, that, that skill set. You see what they like. Oh, that's an NHL skill set. He's got good hands. He can really shoot the puck, and his speed, of course, jumps out at you. I think it will be a good situation for him. He's already familiar with some people here. You know, He, he was around Crosby Malkin, and Malkin in a couple of training camps at least. There's something to be said for that. There's some familiarity. Um, he doesn't, you know, he knows the city a little bit. I know that's just a little thing, but he knows the arena a little bit. He, he knows the area. So it shouldn't be your typical trade for a young guy in that sense. He's already familiar with his surroundings. And I think just the way he plays, you know, the Penguins want to play that speed game. They want to put him with Crosby or Malkin. They didn't get him to play in the bottom six. And I do think he has the skill set to play in the top six in, in the NHL. I mean, this is a kid who scored 20 goals already. I know he had a bit of a disappointing season. Uh, This past campaign, but I think it was disappointing for a lot of the Leafs, and I think it was a little bit of a dysfunctional season there, and I wonder if that played a a role in his struggles at all. and Maybe a fresh start is what he needs. I I understand the attraction from the Penguin standpoint.
0: Yeah, very quickly before we let you go, Josh, I know it's not your uh, area of expertise necessarily, but I think a lot of people looking at what the Leafs did in uh, making this deal. Of course, the younger prospects and the first uh, round pick are uh, enticing, but it also clears some cap space for a Toronto team that looks to be wanting to add a, a heavyweight piece on the blue line. Do you see mm-hmm. that shaping up for Kyle Dubas uh, as as maybe the other shoe that drops for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the wake I, of this deal?
1: Yeah, I think this trade makes a lot of sense for Toronto. You, you got some salary off the books. You got a you know, 15th overall pick back and a really good draft. And so they have more flexibility, absolutely, to, to augment that blue line. And I will also tell you, uh, uh, Philippe Hallander, the, the Penguins prospect that came over, he wasn't the Penguins' best prospect, probably number four or five in the organization, but they do believe he projects as a legitimately good bottom six winger. So he's not some throw-in. He, he definitely has an NHL future.
0: Good stuff. Josh Oey, as always, tremendous work. Thanks for joining us on the Athletics Breaking News Podcast. And for more coverage on this trade between Toronto and Pittsburgh, you should automatically go to theathletic.com.